Hey, welcome back to Earth Like Heaven. My name is Doug Ressler, and joining me as always is... Robbie Sherry. And we're here to help you close the gap between heaven and earth in your life by learning to live like Jesus. So, Robbie, in our sort of introductory episode, we introduced this concept that the way of Jesus really is better than any other way (laughs) that's out there in the world. So as you said, Robbie, you're a high school teacher um, at a local Christian high school. And Mm -hmm. so talk, I mean, you've you've taught hundreds of students, maybe even thousands of students over the years. What, what, how have you seen this work its way out? I think what I see year after year is the same thing. I started teaching in 1998. Uh, So this is my 23rd, going into 24th year of teaching. And it doesn't matter where I've taught, I've taught everything from middle school up to high school. And currently I'm, I'm at a private Christian school in a very affluent area here in Colorado. It's Highlands Ranch, Colorado. And I have students who, I, I wish I was exaggerating, but they, they have vehicles that are the year after the year that we're presently living in. They right. get they're, al- er- they're already like in 2023. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's not an exaggeration. Correct, yeah. They'll be driving yeah. those kinds of cars I remember when, I mean, each each new iteration of the iPhone that comes out, I will have a student who has it before the commercial drops on television or something like wow. that. Yeah. These are the, this is the population that I serve, mm-hmm. and they're highly athletic. There's incredible artists at the school. We've had students go on to uh, professional sports and, and to be on Broadway, et cetera. And in watching that, you see success, you see kids so achieve their dreams, and yet they're unsatisfied. Mm. I think if you were to ask anybody, not just my students, what do you want out of life? All of them would say some version of the same answer. They want to be happy. They want to be fulfilled. They want peace, contentment. They want to go to bed at the end of the evening and think, I have this incredible life. And so the way that plays out is they... They, they do whatever they think they need to do to accomplish that. And for some of them, it's, it's got to be straight A's. Every year I have right. to have the difficult conversation with a parent because I'm, I'm the teacher that's ruined the kid's life apparently right. because they have an 88 in my class or something. Right. Right. And the, the unspoken message at home is, well, if you get the 88 in your ninth grade English class, well, then the top schools aren't going to come calling. And if that's the case, you're going to get a second rate job and you've just ruined any possibility you have of this incredible mm. life. It's, it's very difficult for me to have that every year. Or even as a coach, when I coached at the school, the kid who's been the star athlete all these years tries out as a freshman and makes the JV team, which is an accomplishment. It's above the C team or the freshman team. And still you see them pouty and the parents calling and wants to have a, a conversation with you and and demands to know why. And so I've watched this play out. These young people pursue everything from uh, job opportunities to success in whatever their field is, and a lot of them achieve it, and they are still left wanting. They're still left lacking. So my ministry at school is to kind of play that out for them and, Mm -hmm. and kind of ask the gentle question, so then what? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there really is more. And, and yeah. on some level, that's what we're talking about, right? You can't get to the, the, that level of peace, that level of contentment, that level of joy without following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, without right. doing life the way he did life, the way he wants us to do life. Uh, I serve a similar population as a pastor of a local church, um, out in Douglas County, Colorado, where Highlands Ranch is located. It is a highly affluent area. 
Again, people here, by and large, have more than enough. I won't say they have everything they want, because that's not always true, but they sure. have more than enough, and rel- relatively speaking, and yet it's there's still this underlying anxiety. There's still these underlying fears. We have one of the higher suicide rates in our state. We have one of the higher opioid abuse rates in our state. I mean, there's mm. these lifestyle factors that show up every year on the demographic data, and everybody goes, what? What? How can right. that possibly be here in Douglas County when, again, we're, we're surrounded by such abundance, such affluence? And again, it's because I think we're, we're, we're seeking to find the satisfaction that our hearts long for in something other than Jesus. And so right. what you do at a high school level, what I do at a pastoral level is, again, come alongside people and try and help them understand that the way Jesus lays out for us really is the best way to live. It is the only way to live if, we, again, we want to find the things that Jesus wants us to find are the things you were talking about, going to bed every night, feeling fulfilled, feeling a deep sense of satisfaction, a deep sense of happiness, joy in what it is you're doing, really being contented with life, feel mm-hmm. like you have meaning and purpose and all of these kinds of things. All the things that I think um, just the average human being hungers and thirsts for, those things we believe fundamentally, our conviction is those things can only be found in Christ. Right. You know, And so unpack a little bit more of that for, um, for our audience. So I mean, give them some, some, maybe some practical examples of that. Sure. And I remind me to ask you this question too for how we both deal with the same issue. Yeah. Because what I've found is one of the more difficult things of my job is communicating to young people who seem to have everything. Mm-hmm. And from the world's perspective... They do. They do, yeah. They do have everything. In their mind, there's always more that they Mm -hmm. could have. But for the most part, they have everything. They have this fabulous house. A lot of them have more than one house. Mm -hmm. They get a car before their 16th birthday so Mm -hmm. that it's ready on their 16th birthday. They have every bit of technology they can possibly want. They're successful. And for me to try to convince them that they still are lacking and they still need a savior is very, very challenging Mm. because they look at their lives, at least when they're talking to me and they say, why? My life is fantastic. I'm doing everything that I want. Mm -hmm. And so I bring up this idea of intellectual honesty and, you know, I've talked about this and emotional honesty to which I have to drill down a little bit. And sometimes I think it can come across as me. I I try not to be negative. I try not to point out the, the yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but sort of things. Yeah. Cause it's not about arguing with them. It's not about arguing. And it's not about saying you actually don't have a great life. And I I just don't think anybody has been debated or argued into a life with Christ. I think they've always been invited and they've always been wooed. And so I try to take that, that same approach, but honestly, it's it's much easier to do. I mean, I've I've taken students to Cuba, mm-hmm. and you go to kids in impoverished Cuba, and you say there is a a God who loves you, and He offers you this incredible life, and they sit with rapt attention mm-hmm. and say, "Tell me more." Right. You say that same thing to the kid at my school or in Highlands Ranch. You say, there's a God who loves you, who offers you this incredible life. And basically they say, that's great. Tell him hello for me, but I've already got an incredible life. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, how do you approach that? So I deal yeah. with 14 to 18-year-olds typically on a daily basis. Sure. You're typically dealing with an older demographic. How do you approach the Jesus is better conversation? Yeah, well, I think a couple of ways. That's a great question. I think, number one, by demonstrating the way that I live my own life, how it's his way is better. I mean, my life has been... Like the lives of a lot of the people that I serve, my life has been filled with abundance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... 
I've been able to, I've had access to college, great colleges, you know, you know, great graduate programs and these kinds of things, the kinds of graduate program I went to Princeton. So the kind of graduate programs that everybody sort of aspires to, I've done that. I've been there and, and, and done that. And I've been able to travel the world and I've been able to see different things. And so there's a certain credibility, I think, that comes along with just me sharing my life with people right. and, and saying, this is, this is how I have discovered that the way of Jesus is better than the way that I would have chosen or the way that I was doing things. And that helps people. And, th and then I think as you journey with people through life, there's always these moments, right? Where even the achievement or the fulfillment of a dream kind of turns to dust on them. Right. And they realize, oh, like I was pushing so hard to actually get to this mountaintop and I realized, huh, it's actually not that big a deal. Or, uh, it's not that fulfilling. Or what's, what do I do now? You know, where I see this like most of all on some level is sort of as people reach the pinnacle of their career and they begin to sort of plateau in their career mm -hmm. and there's no more mountains to climb and there's nothing, you know, like, like the, the, the most at-risk population for suicide currently in Douglas County is the 50 to 59-year-old white male. Really? Yeah, because they reach the pinnacle of their career and there's nowhere else to go. Wow. And they're now asking the question, now what? Because they poured their whole life into their sure. job. That's their purpose. That's right? their identity. Making their money, all those kinds of things, their career, all those kinds of things. And now and now they've topped out and now they don't know what to do next. Or you think about the, the person who retires. And, and they play a ton of golf, but eventually right. that runs out on them. And then they're like, now what? Mm -hmm. You know, those are the times I think you have the opportunity to come alongside and say, you know, the horizon that God has for your life is so much bigger and greater than the horizon you have for your life. Yeah. And if I can just help you open up your eyes to see it, doesn't mean that life will always be easy. doesn't mean that God's going to promise you a bunch of money or wealth and health, or you'll always be healthy or whatever it might be. It, but it is this idea that there will be purpose, kingdom purpose and kingdom greatness and right. kingdom impact that will, that will reverberate for generations if you're willing to let God use you. In right. that way, when you cast that vision for someone whose heart has been stirred by the Holy Spirit, I think that's where you see, you, you start to see people make those connections and start to make the choices, Yeah, you know, which is really, really awesome. Give us, give us maybe an example of a student who you saw get it and make, and make a change. Where I see this most often is through brokenness, hmm. honestly, and it's Christian circles talk about how you know, a shepherd who has a sheep that wanders off will, you know, try to bring the sheep back into the fold. But if the sheep insists on wandering off, the shepherd will snap the sheep's mm. leg, carry the sheep on his neck for four weeks or whatever. And then after that, the sheep never leaves him, right? Uh, and that's, that's a great sort of anecdote and nice example. But I don't think anybody really wants to have their leg snapped. I was going to say, that doesn't sound fun at all. Sounds terrible, yeah. right? It doesn't sound like that's, that's better than my way. Right. <laughs> However, I think that sometimes in in God's pursuit of us, he, mm -hmm. he waits and he knocks and he invites. And a lot of us don't give him our attention and sometimes we need a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And of course, I want to intervene in a student's life before that happens. And I try to say, here's the route that you're going. Here's, here's what I see. And I just, I want you to consider this other thing. And like I said before, it's really difficult to get them to consider the other thing unless there's catastrophe or unless there's brokenness. And so I've found that a lot of students come to me in in those dark nights of the soul. The common ones I would say are the the blown ACL mm. for the yep. for the athlete. Yep. 
or on the other side for maybe the, the non-athlete, it's the parental divorce. Yep. Those are the, those are the two that I see most frequently. So this summer I had a student whose, whose mom left the family and he was really upset with her mm. understandably and had the talk, you know, it's the, the sit down on the couch, mom and dad and I, you know, mom, <laughs> mom and I have a, a difficult conversation to have with you. Basically, he knows what's coming smart young man. And he, so the divorce, I guess the divorce happened a couple years ago, but was finalized maybe last year. And he blames his mom for, he has a difficult time sleeping. He's developed kind of a, a tick, mm-hmm. uh, a, a social tick. And that has made him seem a little odd to his peers. And so he comes to me and he hears what I'm saying in class and this sort of thing. And he says, you know, if God's such a good God, then why did this happen? And wants to know why his parents got divorced and if they loved each other. And if God was really good, he would have kept them together. And he sees that because in his mind, God wasn't there, that there is this divorce. And now he's developed some of these socially awkward things. And that's made him a social pariah, if you will. And he comes with a sort of blank slate of questions. So I had a chance to sit down with him and just ask, again, be invitational and not be didactic and say, you've got to do this, but really ask those questions about, well, where are you finding purpose and meaning? Where were you finding uh, joy and delight? And how's that working out for you? And he's an overachiever in school. He's, I mean, the kid was in, I think he was in calculus as a freshman, Wow. uh, either pre-calc or calc. So he's a sharp young man and very, very gifted. But it was all through its effort of will. And he was exhausted because he, he found that he could not save his parents' marriage. Yeah, no he, matter how hard he tried. Right? He yeah. tried really, really hard. He couldn't do that. And that was one of the, the first times in his life that more effort and trying harder couldn't produce this desired outcome. Hmm. And that's when he came to me. And I find that that's... When students yep. blow out their ACL and suddenly they're not the star in the basketball team or on the soccer team and they go, what's... Now what? Now what? Yep. Kind of thing. And that's when I... So, so I think, back to the question I was asking you, my, my job is to be loving them and to be invitational so that when those times come, mm-hmm. they know they have someone they can talk to to sort of reconcile this angst in their heart. I've found that if I am insistent and I come at them full force on the front end, then it just pushes people away. Yeah. They really don't want anything to do with a God who's, who's pushy, and then they project their idea of Christianity onto this pushy person. And they say, well, if that's, if that's what it looks like to follow Jesus, I don't want any one of that because that guy's a jerk. Right. So that's what I've learned over the years in dealing with, with students. Well, without a doubt, the reputation of the sort of church in North America certainly does not suggest that the way of Jesus is better. No. Not right now. I mean, the, the reputation of the church really is in tatters. Most people, you know, if you just ask the average person on the street when what they think about the church, they'll give you all kinds of, you know, they're a bunch of hypocrites, they're judgmental, they're all the, they're hateful, they're right. all these things, right? And so clearly, we're, whatever image we're projecting to the world from a broad perspective right now, certainly, certainly isn't getting the job done in terms of trying to convince people that the way of Jesus is better. And, and what, right. you're, what you're talking about there really is um, the way to change that. It's to, it's to really lovingly and faithfully walking with people no matter what, mm-hmm. right, throughout of life. And I would just say that's exactly how it's been in, in my ministry. It's, it's just being there. It's being so much of it's just being present. And then as life begins to fall apart on people, 
you're there to help them pick up the pieces and hopefully pick up the pieces in a way that says, hey, pick them, pick them up and give them to Christ. He's the one that could really put them back together again. Right. He's the one that you really want to have put, you know, to, to put them back together again because he's the one that knows the best way That's right. to put them back together yeah. again. And so, Robbie, next time we'll actually turn to the Bible because that is the place you go to find out the way of Jesus. We're not just talking about some, something that's abstract or something that we make up kind of right. for ourselves. We're actually, there's actually a place you can go and you can see how Jesus lived his life and then you can seek to pattern your life after his. That's what we'll be talking about next time. So please keep listening as we dive deeper into these kinds of topics and questions. We'd love to have your comments um, and those reviews along the way on any platform on which you choose to listen to this podcast. Please subscribe to stay tuned um, as we drop more episodes of Earth Like Heaven in the weeks ahead.